0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Brian Gordon, he is a show favorite, a personal favorite, a great friend of the Price of Business show, and really a thought leader when it comes to all things long-term care. And his company is MAGA Long-Term Care, MAGA Limited. And you can find them on, online at uh, MegaLTC.com. dot uh, Brian, let's get started real quickly with our topic here in just a moment. But before we do that, kind of explain what your company is all about.
1: So we've, we've been in business since 1975, and what we've always done since day one is we, we educate and empower people to make good decisions when it comes to long term care planning, and try to help them just organize. You know what would what, how it would look if they needed care in the future. Um, some people choose to self-fund the problem. Uh, many people choose to purchase insurance to to cover some or, or most of the risk for themselves. But uh, we work with a lot of, most of the people we work with or everybody we work with, they're, they're, they're planners. They're thinking of the next move. And they a lot of times don't want people to control where they're going to end up going if, if they needed care. They, they want to be able to kind of control their own destiny for themselves. So we just try to help them, you know, figure out what plan makes the most sense for them.
0: Yeah, other than life insurance, it is the thing you're most likely going to need to have insured, really, unless you're just sitting on huge amounts of wealth, uh, you know, uh, and then you're going to watch your estate disappear at what, you know, at the expense of those you were hoping to leave that to. So uh, this is really important stuff. And, and something really interesting that you brought to my attention here recently, what a great topic, and I think a lot of people don't even think about this. It's like, how, how is it even possible? which is can a family member be paid to care for an aging parent? Now, obviously, if it's done in a household without insurance, sure, why not, right? But what if if there is long-term care insurance involved?
1: So why don't you set the stage for us? Sure, no. So what what you have when you have long-term care policies, you have um, policies that are reimbursement policies that are going to require us to use a licensed home health care agency. And then we have policies today also that are what are called cash indemnity plans. And cash indemnity plans will allow a person, you know, to pay anybody to take care of them. It could be a friend, a neighbor, a family member. Um, you know, they, they can pick and choose who they want, and they, they can they can pay that person. Um, we, we do have some older policies out there as well that would allow for, like, informal caregivers and, and, and a certain portion of the benefits to be paid to a non-licensed caregiver, but it is something that we are seeing, you know, the question is being asked quite a bit these days, um, because people we're working with today, some of them did take care of their parents, and they did that, you know, they did not get paid for that, obviously, in in those cases.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So, Taco, first of all, you know, how common is this? How often do you see this situation?
1: So a lot of times it's it's one of those conversations that if the parents have, have their wherewithal you know, and have their wits about them, some parents have zero interest in having their children take care of them. I'm, I'm working with a family right now where the son was, was trying to take care of the mom, and the mom would just, just have nothing to do with it. And, and, and the mom lived out of state, and the two daughters, you know, I'm sorry, the son lived in state, and she had two daughters that lived out of state and so she would have nothing to do with the son, so she had to move out of, she lived in California, Um, she moved in in with one of her daughters to take care of her. And a lot of people, some people, it's very acceptable for kids to do things like, you know, change parents' diapers, give them showers and baths and things like that, Um, but but I I personally would not want my kids to take care of me. Uh, I have three daughters, and that's kind of the plan that we have in place, that they would be more managers for it. But some families, it's something that they want to do because maybe the kids aren't working or the kids are taking time out of work and they're giving up income and retirement savings and and things like that for themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if nothing else, you know, that conversation is coming up. Uh, Talk about, you know, situations where, you know, that person will actually kind of go a little slower step-by-step on how the reimbursement process works process would work, what's the criteria, kind of give us that. Uh, It's a fascinating topic in and of itself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Any any long-term care policy, whether it's one of the cash indemnity plans or it's a reimbursement model, are going to have the same benefit triggers, and those are going to be needing help with two out of our six activities of daily living, which I'll touch on really quickly. Those are going to be bathing, feeding, dressing, toileting, transferring, or maintaining continence and the expectation of that problem that it's going to last 90 days or longer. The, the other way to trigger the benefits are due to a severe cognitive impairment. So if if, if, if a policyholder has those deficiencies, um, with a reimbursement policy, what happens at claim time? The family opens up the claim, so that, that, that's one step in the claim. The second step in the claim is that the, the carriers are going to reach out to the doctors and get, get a report and, and get a plan of care for that person. And then the third step with a reimbursement model would be the home health care agency or the the nursing facility, assisted living facility um, completing the the, the paperwork um, for you know for the claim, as well as those those home care agencies and facilities would also need to fax over those bills to the insurance companies every month. So the reimbursement model has three steps to it, um, whereas the the uh, the cash indemnity model, has the same benefit triggers like I mentioned, and it's going to have the, the client and their family opening the claim. They're going to get information from the doctor and a plan of care from the doctor, but with a cash indemnity, they do not need to deal with, you know, submitting bills and things like that from the from the providers for the families. So it's one, one less step they've got to deal with there with, with submitting bills.
0: So, yeah, with well, the cash indemnity, it's – This is an enormous amount of latitude for the uh, client on on how the money's used. So they don't need that type of documentation.
1: Correct, correct. And the only thing that's ever worried the companies, because we used to have many cash indemnity plans back in the 90s, but a lot of insurance companies were starting to see high usage with those plans because family was finding out that they could actually be paid. And so the usage on those policies were, were, were higher, than our reimbursement models back in the day, so a lot of companies actually pulled out of that cash business with that.
0: Yeah, talk a little bit about individuals who are, who are both caring for a parent and working, and talk about factors that go into a decision like uh, quitting the job and only taking care of the the parent. Talk talk a little bit about both of those.
1: Sure. So we you know we we've kind of experienced a little bit on both sides of it. We have, we have families where they're, they're spread out. And I can think of a family that I've worked with where the son was here in Chicago. Brother was also here in the suburbs of Chicago, but not, not as close to the, to, the, to the family member. And so what happened is, is the youngest family member was the one dealing with everything. They were paying the bills. They were showing up a couple times a week to make sure that, that, that his dad was okay. And he, he ended up eventually, the family started to pay him for it. Because, you know, not not a ton of money, but for his time, because he was miss, missing work, he wasn't spending as much time with his family. Obviously, doing that, so they ended up taking you know, paying him a little bit. And there was a lot of animosity from that younger family member that was doing all the caregiving. He was getting pissed that he was you know, he was aggravated dealing with everything. And finally, that's when the family stepped up and said, "Hey, you're doing all this work. You know, we we realize that you do need to be compensated for it." In, in, in many families. Not families don't have the money to compensate the family member for it either, and that's an issue that that you can run into as well um for people yeah and uh, so you know a lot of times it's just in it, and it really disrupts the family dynamics um I always say if a family never got along well before this happened, you can guarantee that it's going to go south when 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 a family member and one person is providing the most of the care yeah. and it's a lot so lot like having a baby to save a marriage, good luck with that right.
0: Yeah, right. Right. yeah, it doesn't work so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and again, this is a lot of stuff that, you know, I and mean, it's hard to predict where each family member is going to be in the future when you're doing long-term care planning. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the you know, we'll have so-and-so do it because, you know, he's, he has no family and, and uh to hang out with mom and dad anyway. You know, they come up with these reasons. Doesn't make a whole lot of money. And then all of a sudden, when that plan was made, he decided to get, you know, serious and ended up becoming an investment banker. (laughs) That changes everything, you know. He's all of a sudden very busy and very committed. But again, it goes back to something you had said throughout our series the importance of uh, conversations.
1: The sooner the better. Right. Right, and these, these things should happen up front with people. We're dealing with a family right now where the parents were getting ready to move into an assisted living. They were going to sell the home, and all of a sudden, the ele- at the 11th hour, the oldest son comes back and says, hey, Mom and Dad, I'd really like to live in your home. You know, why are you going to sell your home? I don't think it's a good idea to go to assisted living. Meanwhile, the father has dementia and a lot of health problems, and I basically told the family, I said, this is, these are decisions and, and discussions that need to happen when you are of sound mind. You have two other right. children, and you, you can't start making these bad decisions when, when you're sick and, and, and you're reacting to these problems. So they brought in their, their attorney. They brought in their CPA, and now they're working with the family to come up with the best solution and kind of keeping this kid, you know, this kid at a distance right now um, because he's thinking yeah. of himself and where's he been for the, the last, you know, year and a half. <laughs> so Exactly, exactly. Brian, we're, we're fixing around out of time.
0: Final thoughts as we wrap it up.
1: No, I just I just think and we've talked about this before is if we wanna, you know, control our own destiny and, and, and make sure we're cared for in the way we want to in the future, have the discussions, lay everything out for the family, and they're not they're not fun conversations, but it but they're they're as I call their adult and big boy and big girl conversations you gotta have with your family to make sure that you you, you keep the peace there and and you get what you want for yourself.
0: There you go. Bryden Gordon, NAGALTC dot Thanks, as always. Great insights. And uh, his content, by the way, is all over the Price of Business digital network. Make sure you check it out, including on newsletter Read Instead, which is the best of the Price of Business digital network. He shows up frequently there. And he will. This interview will definitely show up there because this is such a hot topic. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business.